Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi, you. How are you today? I am so excited today. We're going to be talking about accepting what is. And, you know, lots of people have written about this and talked about this. And I've learned a lot from a lot of different teachers over the years. So I'm going to be talking about some of their work in the world that has influenced me. But just in general about this topic, I think that most of us, either subconsciously or consciously in some cases, tend to reject things that are happening that we didn't think should happen or didn't want to happen. And then we think that something's gone wrong or that it's not right. As many of you know, if you've been following along on social media or listening, I was recently in a car accident And sometimes in life, it can be things that are just more subtle, like a flat tire or a jar dropping and breaking. It doesn't have to be a car accident. But I found myself reminding myself recently to really pay attention to just accepting that this happened instead of wishing that it hadn't or wondering why it hadn't or being frustrated or angry that it did. And of course, I did spend a little time there because I'm human and I wanted to process those emotions intentionally as I could. But I just thought that I wanted to share with you because we suffer so much as humans because we argue with reality. We argue with what happened or what is currently happening. And we think that that's helping us, but it's actually causing a lot of resistance. It's leaking our precious life force and it's creating the opposite effect from when we, what we want. I want to talk now just a little bit about one of the most popular books about this subject. It was written by Tara Brock in 2004, and she's a clinical psychologist. She's also a Buddhist, and she is the founder of the Insight Meditation Community in Washington, D.C., and is a mindfulness teacher as well. So she wrote the book called Radical Acceptance, and some of you might be familiar with it. And the subtitle is Embracing Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha. And I remember reading this book and feeling really blown away by this. And this is one of the teachers that has influenced this idea or paradigm for me. This book that Tara writes really explores our core feelings of that, you know, that feeling of we're just not good enough or not enough. And that can take a lot of different forms, but the core of it is feeling not good enough. And it's actually really just become an epidemic in our society. And so Tara will um, proceed in the book to talk about how so many of us on a subconscious or conscious level believe that something is really wrong with us. And, and then it creates and perpetuates just really deep suffering and unhappiness. And the suffering can show up in many ways. And sometimes it's subtle and insidious, but other times it's obvious. And it shows up through things like self-judgment or self-criticism. Also, it can show up as in projection in criticizing another 
conflict in relationships is another one, as well as addictions, things like perfectionism and people pleasing is where it can rear its head, feeling of loneliness or just even overworking, anything really that we're doing to distract or buffer ourselves from the feelings that we don't want to feel. And a lot of the feelings could be anxiety or shame or fear or loneliness or unworthiness. But the core of a lot of these feelings Tara found is just that not enough or not good enough. Numbing the feelings is what keeps us basically unfulfilled and is preventing our growth. And so just to clarify, and and Tara talks about in this book that when we radically accept something, that does not mean that we're self-indulgent or passive. It doesn't mean we're just laying around, lazy, not doing anything all the time. It's actually the opposite is what it does is the concept of radical acceptance empowers you to create genuine change in your life and then helps you to heal the idea that you're not good enough and any of the associated feelings that are prevalent like fear or shame that go along with that. So if you're interested in that book, that's Tara Brock, Radical Acceptance, highly recommend it if you haven't read it. It's a really good read. And another person that's really influenced this idea of just accepting what is, is the work of Katie Byron. And her website is thework.com. Basically, she cites the work as a meditation And she cites it as a practice that allows us to access the wisdom that always exists within us. Her story is really fascinating, and I would encourage you to go online for her story. I won't talk about it here. But she was having a really hard time in life. She was very depressed, could hardly get out of bed. And she had a realization one day that, and it was like a really... Her, her story is incredible, so I would check it out. But she had this realization that came in the weirdest way. She realized that when she believed everything that she was thinking, all of her thoughts, that she was suffering, and that she realized when she didn't believe all her thoughts, she wasn't suffering and everything was fine. And that sounds like a small realization, but it changed the rest of her life. I just want to loop back into that this premise that she has is similar to the thought model that I talked about. I did a series of uh, five episodes on the thought model, and it's a very similar idea that we can question our thoughts and we can change them so that we're not suffering. And I just want to go over, if you want a more in-depth look at this, I want you to go to thework.com to check out Katie Byron. But I just wanted to introduce you to it and also give you a reminder if it's been a while. There's four main steps and then within each step, there's like sub steps within this work, but I'm just going to give you the overview. So it's pretty simple And you can do it in your head, but it's recommended that you do it on paper, especially in the beginning because our brains are tricky and we'll try to justify the thoughts. So the premise of the work is this, that we just, number one, we notice who or what upsets, angers, or saddens us. So, you know, ask yourself and try to recall a specific situation and why that upset you and just try to get very specific. And then the second step is to write down your stressful thoughts about this situation on a piece of paper just using short simple sentences and the writing will really help you see your thoughts on paper our brain will try to justify anything that it can and we might not even notice it so it's really good to write it down and then the third step of quote unquote Katie Byron's the work is questions 
this is where you isolate and question one of your thoughts and then you allow the authentic answer to rise. The beauty of this is if when we ask ourselves good questions, the reasoning for questioning is that we then create an invitation to our mind to show us what is true beyond what we think right now that we know. And so it is an expansion for our brain to go to work to show us something else. And there's four sub questions to this number three part of the questions. And so here's the questions that we can ask so that we can really be on to ourselves about the BS that we might be telling ourselves. And it's a different lens that we can look through to help us. And so you might resonate with this. Uh, number one, we ask ourselves: is the thought that I'm thinking true? So is it true? The second part of that is, can I absolutely know what's true? Is it objective? And can someone else observe it, prove it, measure it? Or is it the way that we've been looking at the situation? Like, is it absolutely objectively true in a, a scientific, neutral, observable way? Number three, we can ask ourselves, how do you react to your thought when you believe it's true? So in other words, what do you feel? What are your sensations? How does that make you feel on the inside? And that's similar to the model in the sense that we're tracking our feelings and our bodily sensations. We're realizing that if we're thinking something that's garbage and that's not true, we're not going to feel very good. We're going to feel not like ourselves. We're going to feel like not inspired. We're going to feel depressed or agitated. And then the fourth question is, who would you be without that thought? And what it means is, so who would you be and how would you see the other person? Is that something that you can stop identifying with? And when you stop identifying with it, what happens? And can you see yourself or the other person from another lens, a more objective, true lens. And so that is the question portion of the work. And then finally, number four is we have to find an opposite. We're encouraged to find an opposite thought that we originally had. And then we have to ask, is it true or more true than the original? And what this does is it gives our consciousness an expansion or an opportunity to see something from a different way. That one can be a little confusing and you can always go to thework.com and it will list the work out for you so you can follow along. But basically, if you're thinking, why is that person so noisy? The way you can turn it around so you're finding the opposite is why am I so noisy? There's just a lot of ways that you can turn it around and I don't want to go through all the examples here. But what you're doing is you're putting yourself literally in the other person's shoes and you're trying on the opposite. Like, I'm so tired of my dog's barking. What if you turn that around to I'm so tired of myself barking? It puts you in the driver's seat and it gets you to play sort of with what your perceived reality is. And it gets you to question your beliefs and it, it shakes you free of them a little bit. I think that all of us have experienced, and I know I have, where we get stuck thinking or feeling that something shouldn't be happening or it should have not happened to us. Even the really hard stuff, we feel justified in fighting with. So we'll argue with the past or with what's happening in the present. 
And when we do that, we waste our precious life energy and we all suffer really deeply when we do this because we're wasting our energy on fighting with something that can't ever change instead of focusing on accepting what is and then focusing our energy on creating something new and moving forward into the future. And so I think a lot of people, it doesn't necessarily mean that we forget what happened. It doesn't necessarily make it right. It doesn't mean that it was pleasant and it doesn't mean that we can't change who we are or our situation. I think that when we come to any situation or circumstance with more love and more acceptance, that is when the magic happens and the change can occur because we let go a little and we free up more of our energy. So when we can look with more objectivity at our reality, instead of either denying it or hating it and attaching to it, we can then still make adjustments and we can make a goal for how we want our life to be. We don't have to stay in a bad situation. We don't have to stay stuck. But I know that it's sometimes counterintuitive because some people have said to me, if I accept my situation, then I'll just stay here and I'll stay stuck and not change. And I understand where that thought comes from, but it's a false thought because acceptance doesn't mean passivity or not making plans or goals and just laying down and rolling over and giving up in the traditional sense. But it does mean that you're coming at yourself or a person or a situation with love or forgiveness or acceptance so that you can free up more precious energy for yourself and for your body and for your life. And I think so many things come down to, especially that things that I talk about and other people talk about is we've probably all heard the statement that when we forgive someone else, it's for ourself. And that's really, truly what it is. And this is sort of the same concept. When we can accept ourselves the way we are right now, that's going to enable us to come at ourselves or someone else or a situation with more love to make the changes we need. And even though it's counterintuitive, once you do this, it makes sense to you in your brain, your mind, and your body. And hopefully you'll be hooked and never want to go back to doing things the other way because it's the hard way. It's the way where you feel more suffering and struggle. And I know I have been a part of this as well because I'm a human on this earth. And sometimes we fall into patterns or we're conditioned into these patterns of feeling like sometimes the only way we learn how to connect is through complaining or through things that happen to us. Another thing that someone has brought up to me or that I've heard brought up in general is well, what about things that happen to someone that are really horrible? Like what if someone's child was murdered or what if I was raped? Those situations, they have more gravity and more grief and more weight, but there's no difference because when you're holding on to those situations and making it mean that it shouldn't have happened, then that's just preventing you from doing what you need to do. And again, everyone's journey is different and I don't want to make any assumptions about someone's journey or what they're going through. But the people that I've seen that are most resilient are the people that can forgive in some way or let go and use the anger and the energy to create something more beautiful or to advocate for people or to create programs that help others or create awareness because they're utilizing the energy of that pain, of that grief and loss, and they're creating something beautiful in the world. On some level, I'd be willing to bet that the people that do that have to some degree accepted and maybe even forgiven whatever the past is so they can move forward. 
it's okay to be angry and upset, obviously, about things that happen in our life. But your choice to continue that pattern in your brain and in your body is just creating more suffering. Again, it's your own journey and you're the only one that knows. But when you and I and we all wake up to the fact that we do have a choice, that we can create more acceptance around things to create more joy and freedom and happiness and forward momentum, then I think that that's the path that most of us will hopefully start taking and that I'm starting to choose more and more. So just thinking about where in your life could you really accept something really hard or horrible that happened to you that maybe you've been fighting with a little and it doesn't have to be a big fight. It can be when you think about it, you just have a little resistance or think to yourself, why did that happen to me? That shouldn't have happened. Or if there's any space in your life or situation where you think that it made you be able to not accomplish something that might be a place to look at as well. So just wanting to encourage you to look at where can you accept yourself more? Where can you accept something that either happened in the past or maybe there's something that's happening right now? How can you move through the emotions and cultivate a little bit more acceptance, radical acceptance, and not argue with it so that you can get to work creating something else or moving through it in a way that doesn't make you suffer, that doesn't make you feel so bogged down with pain and anguish. And there is a time and place for that, absolutely. But just want to encourage you to see where you can let go and where you can accept what is happening and not get stuck there. Because that's your precious life energy and we just have only a little time here. As you know, if you've heard me talk before, we're all waking up and we're waking up at different times on our journey and we're all doing our best. And Abraham Hicks says, and I love this quote, that we can never get it all done and we can never get it wrong. And what that means to me is we're just taking the next best step, doing the next right thing. And knowing that in the span of our human life, we probably won't get to do every single thing we dream of, but we also can't get it wrong. And we can make choices that are better than others. But ultimately, every choice we make is leading us to exactly where we need to be. And the more that we can trust that and trust that journey of the unknown, the more comfortable we're going to be with that discomfort and the unknown and getting comfortable with accepting things when they're not great and not wishing that it should be some other way and just realizing that life on this planet Earth is challenging maybe half of the time, sometimes more, sometimes less. But how can we not have expectations that life should always be happy and joyous and perfect and that nothing should go wrong? And if it's not going according to our plan, that something's gone wrong. How can we shift that? And the reason that we want to shift it, the reason I want to shift it is because that makes us suffer and it's not reality that life is always rainbows and butterflies. So why can't we just accept that things are going to be hard sometimes and things are going to go wrong? And just get ready for it and decide ahead of time, what kind of person do you want to be when things go wrong? And how do you want to act and react when things don't go as planned? You know, you can rehearse that in your mind with your imagination and with your feelings that you have to create sensations in your body ahead of time. So you can imagine things and imagine and practice ahead of time how you want to be and you can create 
your reality and your identity with your thought and images alone and your felt sense. I love you so much. I hope you're having a beautiful day and we'll be here again next week together. I hope to talk with you then. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. No, no, no.